What's that? What's y'all? What, what are y'all doing? What's it? What are you little? What are you? What are you little buggers doing with them phones and those squares holding them squares in your hand? Get it? Where you? When I was your age, I was shoveling horse shit all day. What are you? What are your little buggers doing out down with your phones and just got your heads down in the phones? When I was when I was six when I was sixteen, I already had shot myself in the leg once. My dad hit me with a wrench. You're all complaining, oh, all this, this and that, and complaining about your phones and getting deleted from the to, just grow up. So, you guys, I scored something. I put it in my story. Very bizarre. I've been, you know, um, this book came up. It's a very mystical book. It's called The Cult of Black of the Black Cube. It's an extremely rare book, like 720 copies total. And uh, one of the prints come with, like, this crazy, like, lead uh, cover. That's the way more expensive one. But uh, I've been looking for this book just because I'm fascinated with how um, scarce it is. And, of course, the, the content itself, the, the cult of the black cube, mysticism, I think, Islamic mysticism and whatnot. As far as the occult is concerned and books and, and all that, this is like, this is top tier and so I've, I uh, was just, I do searches once in a while, just randomly, like I'll just search for this title. Um, and this Etsy account showed up, very sketchy, no sales, um, no ratings, but he had two or three uh, rare mystical books and then a bunch of like, you know, herbs, witch herbs and whatnot. And I was thinking, this is a little bit weird. And so... Uh, there were actually two people who had it in their cart, and I was just like, "Well, the worst case scenario is that I get I get gypped, and then um, and then I have to deal with Etsy and try to do like counterfeit claims and try to get money back or some insurance bullshit." So I was I thought it was worth it, so I just went for it, and uh, it arrived today, and uh, it's all the right size, it's the right print, it's the right everything's right about it and so additional research to any fakes that have been done i can't find any so i have no reason to believe at this point that i don't have a real one um but uh you can look into this book it's got a lot of crazy stuff um there's pdfs of it um it showed up you know in our little community communities the bear community and, and whatnot maybe last year or two years a uh, year and a half ago so people were all reading it and stuff, and then even the link uh, was lost for a while. So I'm very uh, excited. I'm going to read it, and then I'm going to probably shrink wrap it or whatever, you know, vacuum seal it, uh, just because it's one of those things that um, is very difficult to find. Uh, and I'll tell you about it as I read it. Uh, pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Um I didn't know that you were an ugly drawing man. Um, okay. Laura. Ugly. How dare you? 
Uh, what do I wanted to show you today? Uh, besides that, um, oh, I wanted to show you this. This guy, I like watch. This guy, science underscore cited, posts a lot of good info. Uh, but I was looking at this, and he was, you know, this guy Andrew Sarabian. He's posting like, you know, he's basically saying you want to fight the vaccine passport, take a page from the left, and call all these places. <clears throat> this guy, he's on the right. He's got the right intention, but here's the problem. People need to know this is that the, the, the goal, the, the whole like trajectory of what's going on toward like a, a corporate government run technocracy, a top down, uh, we're talking, we're talking about a future where these massive corporations literally own the city, like in all of their supply, all of the supply chains, like they literally are the platform, you know? And so you're appealing to companies as if the bottom line and money is what uh, they're they're motivated by. That's just incorrect. That's the wrong dialectic. It's the wrong assumption. Clearly, when Nike and Mercedes and all these uh, companies start doing virtue signaling for like you know point zero 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 one percent of the the population, you're not interacting with an entity that's uh, caring about the bottom line or their demographics. They're, they're operating under a new paradigm that has a specific end goal. And the end goal, like um, most people don't realize that uh, the end goal of socialism or any version of it, communism, in this case, it's like a, it's this weird hybrid um, of a smart city that delivers all goods and services to you in exchange for your participation, your data, your bio data, um, and that you comply with the terms and conditions of said system. It's a platform. That's why the COVID pass is such an important aspect. It's not about fighting a pandemic. It's about establishing and getting people on board to an entirely new uh, standardized platform of, of, um, um, of interactions, all interactions, social interactions, banking, um, transactions, um, you know, purchasing transactions, mobility, movement. It's getting everyone on one standardized system. And, and the reason companies are okay with this is that if you get everyone on a standardized system and it ends up being tokenized or driven by just your mere participation, then they become the exclusive providers. That's why rich that's why the rich actually love Bernie Sanders. It's uh, it's similar. His his model's old, an old broken version of what we're heading into. His is the, um, you know, demonizing the wealthy and the billionaire class, but then presenting a system that requires their perpetual existence so that they can fund and provide said services as rights. And so, this one's a little different. It skips away with the rights part. It creates a perpetual state of emergency and then implements uh, the remedy to the emergency. So the companies need to step in. Oh, in this emergency time where all these uh, small businesses shut down, we need, uh, we need essential services. We need essential services. The word essential services, though it's not new, has basically uh, you know superseded um, Bernie Sanders' everything is a right kind of uh, – rhetoric. You know, he, he's trying to say everything's a right. You don't need to do that. You just need to sell a perpetual state of emergency that can, that can happen at any given point. The terrorism and climate change didn't work. It's not immediate enough, but pandemic paradigm 
is immediate enough and there's enough dumb people who believe it regardless of uh, it not being consistent with their direct reality and their senses. Um, so the reason companies, that's why appealing to the companies and calling them, please don't do this, this is stupid. They don't care. They know, their execs know, they know what's coming. They're, you think their execs don't understand data and the future of um, of these systems and how we're going to be, how these major cities and major hubs are going to be operated? Of course they do. You think they don't understand that, that, um, that they too can be a part of creating a, a top-down run uh, system of life, a a what I call a a membership a membership based subscription based system of your life. All things lead are leading toward that subscription based models, paying a fee to get all things. Well, what are who uh, who and what are the the entities that can provide all things as services? Well, they're the largest conglomerates. They're the Whole Foods, the Amazons, the you know the highways, the Siemens, the Toyota. They're all competing for a position. Um, whether it's ten years from now or not, it doesn't matter. It's it's out in the open. You know that these new models of doing things. It's basically Disney World for an entire city. It's it's basically for those of you who are new to this stream. It's basically imagine participating in a platform. We look at a platform like, you know, Instagram or Facebook or any of these, Twitter. And you have, for your participation, it's free. You don't pay anything. You pay with your data. You pay with um, giving them all of your, your history, what you've said, what you've commented on and all that, your interests. There's a little bit of targeting there. Um, and you're on a platform, then you agree to the terms and services. Okay. Now... Look where is that where that led led us, right? I'm not going to battle someone's arbitrary terms of services. I'm not going to do the the Crowder routine or anything like that. They have terms and services. Nothing's going to change the arbitrary nature of them. That's what gives them power. They can change them. They could uh, suit their own ideology, suit their own worldview. Why why would I not fight against that? Well, because if you create your own, uh, let's say like I don't know if you guys know about like Bear Beartaria Times. That's an app, that's a community-based app that has as strict, if not stricter, community guidelines. So um, it's not about community guidelines or arbitrary community guidelines. It's about who, we're arguing who, what those guidelines are and what their ideologies are, that's, that are that are behind them. And so we all, most of us fundamentally reject the humanist, secular, approach of equality, communism, technocratic, uh, appeal to elitism, all this stuff, uh, the Jack Dorseys of the world, we disagree with them. Um, and so, um, but, but to the point, if you, if you look at the platforms as they are and see all the problems you have with them, now just imagine a city, the place you live, a zip code, you know, downtown Denver, whatever, Seattle, you know, they become platforms. Is it possible? Is that in the plan? Yeah, it's in the plan. Um, when a city becomes a platform, then ultimately your daily life and activities become uh, subject to the arbitrary community guidelines of the platform. So just keep in mind, you know, not even abstract, the city as a platform. All provisions, all amenities, all services, all goods, all movement 
is uh, an agreement, an interaction with the platform. Well, who owns the platform? You know, like if they can get more of these cities to become autonomous, broken down, the structures fail, you no longer uh, have faith in the political or justice systems of these areas, who comes in? Who swoops in? Well, it's it's um, people who are already embedded in the government who have some pull and power and resource. They pair up with a large company like a Toyota or a Siemens or or an Amazon, and they say, "Well, we gotta we gotta bring you know we gotta bring in the um, the big guns." You know, Amazon's gonna step in in this in this debacle, but they need to they need to destroy everything else. They need to destroy um, you know our our familiar justice system the branches of government, uh, and but most importantly, they need to destroy uh, traditional values, foundations, religion as a whole, not just Christianity. Christianity specifically uh, for reasons, but um, all, all of those kind of cultural, immaterial values that keep uh, a cohesive society, an in-group preference, uh, homogenous culture. Um, they're trying to sell you that homogeny is terrible and diversity is good for this very reason. is because if you can get an entire population of any given geographical region or size to sub you know to to reduce themselves to individuals with their own personal needs only, atomized little creatures of habit and consumption, then you have them. You you not only have them by the balls as far as uh state power is concerned, but corporate power too, because all you need to do is come in with a system that provides them with everything they want and need in exchange that they comply with whatever that whatever that system is. So um, that's where it's all going. That's why this guy's tweet, even though in good, uh, in, in good intent, uh, telling you to appeal to and call all of these airlines and hotels, plead, pleading to them, please don't do this. You know, no. You're missing a big piece. I highly recommend Andrew Su Subaru. Your name's almost Subaru, by the way. That's questionable. Um, I, I recommend maybe looking into some literature, uh, you know, listen to um, some talks or read some books uh, by Patrick Wood. Uh, the technocratic, top-down, corporate-run, wet dream of a system has been developed, documented, uh, even practice at some level, agreed upon as a tr as an end goal. And so don't do what this guy's doing. This is nonsense. It, he's in the right space, headspace of what to resist, but they don't care. They don't care. So don't waste your time doing that because they don't care. They really don't. It's a, it's a fall, it's a, a false, um, a thing. It's a false system that you're fighting. You're not fighting anything. You know, and, and this is why they don't care. I mean, this, this is a perfect depiction. It's like, when they look at this, do you, I mean, do you really see the necessity to compete for one's um, dollar? No. It's no longer the dollar. It's the attention that's the, that's the currency. It's not the exchange of the dollar. It's the attention. It's selling people customized views of reality. That's the dollar. Compliance is the currency. Um, but their attention is also a currency. And if you can customize and deliver 
false realities to people that they can live through uh, through their phones or some more immersive uh, technologies that, that are coming down the pipeline, then you don't need to sell them anything because guess what? In their future, there's nothing to sell. Why? Because there's nothing to own. Do you actually own a Beeple Brop, Beeple Brop uh, art piece? Do you own the NFT? No, it's digital. Do you own anything? No, that's the point. That's why the World Economic Forum goes hand in hand with crypto, um, you know, new cryptocurrencies because you actually don't own anything. You own a digital version of something. And ideally, if they can get uh, people to submit to these kind of ideas of currency and value, uh, basically non-existent, um, not in the physical, then you don't own anything, you know, and you'll be happy. Why? Well, because they'll present you with like an immersive model of reality that you can just sink your head into. And that's not far off. They're not, these people may be delusional, but they're not idiots. They understand, you know, in, in wider uh, spans of time, uh, how things will be implemented that, that most of us as peasants don't. We don't think about it mostly. We, we sometimes think about it. I sometimes think about it. But our plans are, are weekly, daily, weekly, monthly, you know, maybe yearly, maybe, maybe two years tops, five years, maybe. But uh, if you suddenly have access to all of these power schemes, if you have access to what the new currency is going to be, if you know how to utilize that new currency and position yourself in a place that benefits you and your little cronies, uh, these people that's what these people are doing. And so uh, it's not about appealing to the company. Don't do this. This is bad for business. Uh, you're going to lose a lot of customers. No, all that's gone. Just stop interacting. Stop interacting with it like it's a Ben Shapiro's wet, you know, wet dream of reality. It's no longer a free market. I don't know if it, it ever was, but, but it's not. Stop interacting with. Uh, let them do it. I mean, the the the, the do, people will vote with their dollar. There's no more dollar, Ben. We're going into COVID pass territory, which has nothing to do with the pass about COVID. It has to do with getting people on digital versions of exchange that require compliance that require certain kinds of behaviors and uh, pro uh, prohibit certain kind of behaviors where you can't buy or sell unless you are participating that way. Now, we already have that. You can't, there are certain legalities and things you can't do. You can't print money. You can't, so it's not like it, it's, it's brand new, right? It's just another step forward uh, in, in the world of being controlled in, in, in really simple form. Here's the major difference for all you free market, um, you know, delusional free market libertarians who think crypto is the answer. It's not. It's the complete opposite. And here, here's why. If I hold a dollar, even though that's nonsense, even though it's printed and, and it's already rented, we rent the dollar. We owe more than the value of the dollar just by holding it. It's printed, I have nothing. It's sold uh, at a certain... Uh, percent to the government and then to the banks and then to us. It's all loaned and it has interest. And so, but still, even though that's the case, it's a dollar, it's dirty, it's got feces on it and who knows what else. And you're holding it, but at least you can hold it independent of a governed top-down surveillance state that can stop you from using that dollar at any given moment. 
using the physical dollar to trade with some a gun or some bread or some boots with a like-minded person who makes them, you know, you're off the system. You're in the physical world. The goal of these technocratic psychopaths is to get everything in the digital world and then eliminate or limit or make illegal transactions in the physical world. We don't need to reclaim our rights, constitution, all this stuff. You need to reclaim physical space, not digital space. Here's the big problem with modern conservatives. We have to beat them. We have to beat the right. Ah, ah. You know? Oh, look at Steven Crowder got booted off of YouTube. Ah, ah, ah. We got to fight. We got to fight. Yeah. Internet. We needed the internet to be open and free to everyone. Not really, actually. The more you appeal to the internet, the more you're appealing to non-reality and you're, you're actually playing into the game that they're playing. Doesn't matter what your ideology, doesn't matter if you oppose trans and sports. The point is, if all of the interactions are, are sifted and shoveled and guided and, and funneled into a non-existent reality called digital space, and we accept the terms of operating and having all of our transactions in, di in digital, and everything in the physical is actually, uh, what do you call it, void? If they could make physical interactions void, I mean, that would be the complete inversion of all things. And I have a feeling, and there's some supporting evidence that that's where it's heading. And so, you know, stop making your appeals to these, these kinds of things. Because in, in, when it really comes down to it, you have to look at what you're interacting with directly in reality. Because when the shit hits the fan, you know, in, in, in other words, when full censorship uh, emerges, like full on, like gnarly level, like, uh, like China level, like but, but beyond, that's why you have a book. That's why I make a book. That's why I bought this book. That's why books, uh, books, physical things, items, crafting, uh, making a spoon, metalwork, uh, anything physical, anything physical. That is the, that's where you go. That's where you take uh, shelter in the physical. That's where our lives are. Uh, you know, and so the physical space is going to be the new frontier, but it's also going to be a place that gets less, um, uh, it's going to be illegitimate. You know, they're going to try to make physical space illegitimate where, no, it has to be documented. It has to be on the ledger. If it's not on the ledger, we can't take legal action. Sorry. It's got to be on the ledger. Uh, sorry, sir. That transaction wasn't on the ledger. Oh man, it's too bad. I mean, if that happened, the problem is it's not on the ledger. And so just imagine a world where if all the transactions that are seen as legitimate must be on a ledger, must be on the system that they demand we all get on. COVID pass is not about pandemics. It's not about pandemics. It's not about health. It's not, a, it's not even specifically about health surveillance. That's just an aspect. It's about one standardized systems for all human interaction. That's it. That's it. see some questions. Oh, look, the new, there's a new question format they made. Thank you, Instagram. That's probably why you were banning me because you just wanted to get these. Am I a libertarian? No, no. Libertarianism uh, is basically, um, it doesn't account for moral degeneracy. It basically ultimately 
um, creates an environment, if you really take it to its logical end, which would be basically anarchy. That's not to say that all libertarians are anti-government entirely. They're just in the gray area. They can't tell you where the government should and shouldn't step in. Uh, it's all vague and ambiguous. Um, but that's the least of my worries because even in the moral law, if you appeal to the moral law, uh, you can't control people's behavior anyway. So you're in the same position. It's just that libertarianism doesn't, uh, can't justify morality. You know, it tries to appeal to, to natural law. Of course, that doesn't justify uh, or, or ground morality at all. It basically just says um, libertarian, and, uh, you know, on its face, um, just says, you know, let people do what they want if they, as long as they don't take your stuff, basically. And that's, no, you can have free societies that operate completely consistent with the, the non-aggression principle and, and all of that. And they can be totally degenerate societies and completely free. Uh, you could have like a crime, like essentially a crimeless society that's full de degenerate. And so that's why a libertarian is a good floating device away from democratic uh, liberalism. But when you really look at it, it's just liberalism on the center right. It's just burning man, but uh, stronger economic theory. If you think someone has the moral right to rule you, you're not an adult, you're a child slave. Uh, what concepts will communities who reject smart cities need to adhere to? Well, first of all, they need to adhere to uh, a, a coherent and cohesive view of moral law. I recommend biblical. I recommend uh, Christ, Christianity. But that's not to say that uh, Muslims uh, and Amish and Hutterites and uh, uh, Mormons don't also have uh, at least a foundation. Arguing how coherent those are, you know, getting into theology of it, this is a second, is another, is a whole other thing. If we're just talking pragmatism, a moral foundation that's homogenous, that people all respect, independent of written law beyond written law, transcendental, transcends written, written feather pen law. People accept it culturally, socially, uh, in the family, in the community. There are, there are customs that people accept, right? This, this is really important. And then from there, you, you operate your economics, you operate your interactions with people. And so, and, and then you trust, you can build trust in those communities. So morality then trust, and then your skills. You need skills. You need to be able to know how to dig something, dig a well. You need to learn how to do electricity. You need how to make energy in case you get, uh, you know, cut out of the system. I mean, that's what we're looking at. This whole COVID pass, people are like, oh, the pandemic's not real. It's not even It's not about it. It's about total control of all things. That's what it, the, the platform is about, total control. And so uh, if that's the future and these, these retards don't, they're not going to wake up. They're, they're blind. They're not going to wake up. They're sold on fake paradigms, fake binaries. They're still operating on, on, not, on, on, uh, on these particulars and they're not dealing with the patterns of where it's going. And so, um, yeah, the, the concepts 
for those who, who detach from the smart cities. Um, it's all about self-sufficiency. I, I, ironically, um, it's uh, sustainability. That's what's ironic is that smart cities and this technocratic takeover is sold through the lens, through the guise, the marketing scheme as sustainable development. <laughs> Meanwhile, the actual way out of these smart cities is, is actual sustainable development. It's quite the inversion that they've done. It's genius. It really is genius because the thing they sell you is the thing you ought to pursue. But if the thing they're selling you that you ought to pursue is attached to the thing that you don't want, then you immediately have a negative reaction <laughs> to the term sustainable. Uh, it's genius. I'm just internalizing how sick these people are. I wouldn't say he's against digital. No, I'm not against the the actual. The, the, the question isn't what the thing is. It's how people use it. And unfortunately, the people who um, predominantly uh, appeal to technology, appeal to medical advancements, appeal to transhumanism and all these things are secular and they're ultimately utilitarians. And so I reject utilitarianism. I don't reject technology, digital. I don't, you know, there's a, there's something about digital that is an inversion, maybe arguably uh, a counterfeit of reality, but it can be useful. It can be useful in, in spreading the good. It can be useful in, in, uh, in a lot of things. It's just that what's useful isn't necessarily what's good. And so you're in a war with, uh, you're always in a war with two people who want to use the same tool for different means. And so, uh, it just so happens that the dominant culture in leading tech is secular humanism and they run with it and they monopolize it and they direct the tilios of where all this is going. So no, I'm not against digital. Um, I just see the logical consequences of accepting it wholesale and who's going to be uh, running the show. And so you got to you got to really look at that. Uh, do you see the California educational system set into place about reviving the study of Aztec gods? Good. Good. You know why? Because if you start, even if you sell all these other versions and teach, start pe teaching paganism, the thing is, if you teach that stuff, all paths will lead to the truth. And so it doesn't matter. You can invert. Even if you teach a bunch of kids total corrupt no nonsense, yes, it'll affect them. You don't want to expose your kids to that. If you can avoid it, great. The thing is, they're always going to reject what they're taught. That's the irony of it. It's like even if you raise, we're gonna, you raise your kids Christian, you want to plant the seed, you want to yoke them properly, but guaranteed they will rebel. And so when they rebel, they go to the opposite end of the field. And so the funny part about all of these new new kids growing up with this this equality, this transgender. Uh, all this progressive nonsense, this inversion world, they will grow up, you know? They do have the energy of God. They do have logic. They they will choose when to use it. And when they do, ooh, are they going to be pissed? So, fine. Teach Aztec. Teach paganism. Teach more religion. Fine. Leave Christianity out. Fine. Teach something. The thing is, it's always going to lead to more thought. It's going to bite them. It's a snake eating its tail. It, it always, it's always going to, the, the truth and the most coherent view 
will be found by those who pursue it. And so, you know, it doesn't matter. It really doesn't even matter. It just doesn't matter. Today is opposite day. How does the uh, internet space officially take over? It uh, it's basically the crypto. It's the, it all it's all about the currency. Once all currency is cashless, you're removing agency in the physical. And so what you're doing is you're funneling people to interact in in the things that actually matter, which is the exchange of value and resources. It gets crazy when there's a cashless society that forbids and makes illegal the exchange of values and goods outside of the digital. And that's when it clamps down. That's when it gets gnarly. That's when separation or war happens. We have choices. There's, can you get away and build another alternative when that, when that clamps down? Or can you fight it? You know, I think, I, I think the former is more likely and more practical. The latter is something a little bit more drastic and scary. Um, but those are two very real things. And and the, given the technology and what, what technology is capable of and the people who are in charge of sort of implementing it or pushing it and the, the level of, of power they have in media, in academia, uh, on children, uh, in commodities, in, in delivering you uh, your appetites and, and serving your, your, um, your animal instincts, uh, they have an upper hand. They have an upper hand when it comes down to it. Uh, they don't have an upper moral hand, but they do have an upper hand, uh, you know, in the, in, in mechanically they do, they really do. And so, uh, that's how it happens. It's all currency. You know, first it's currency, you know, you just control all the currency and, and it's been mostly controlled. You've been limited as far as what you can and can't do with cash, so long as uh, you aren't good at hiding those things. You know, if you can, you can hide things. You can do cash stuff. You can exchange things and have it be off the books. No more off the books. That's where it's headed. All you people who are who are uh, oh, but the COVID pass is going to help us stay safe. No, COVID pass equals cashless. That's all it means. It has nothing to do with the pandemic. Nothing. COVID is cashless. What's my take on NFT? I think NFT is a, a cultural psyop. It's to get people like Beeple Brop and other cultural icons to start uh, shepherding people, anti-establishment folk, you know, it's basically the Bernie Sanders, uh, uh, catfish, uh, technique and, uh, gets these sort of like avant-garde subcultures, uh, to start, you know, worshiping NFT and, and you're showing that people are getting really rich off it. And it's, it's going to apply to all sorts of things. It's going to be amazing, brand new. It's going to separate, you know, you know, fuck the government, man. And, uh, it's going to get all those people, you know, a lot of libertarians, a lot of anarchists, maybe a lot of art people, people who who have influence on uh, on culture. 
You know, that once you see something targeted toward the arts, an economic scheme that's targeted and expressed through the arts, I wouldn't say it always means that it's deliberate toward some goal, but given the history of modern art and the role it's played in inverting culture, its attempts anyway, uh, it's, I would, I would, uh, I would put some, uh, I'd put a lot of NFT, I'd put a lot of crypto um, that I'm correct. I'd bet a lot of crypto that it's a, it's a way of shepherding people um, into accepting this new format. Um, it get, cause that's what you have to do. And just like Bernie Sanders, you have to, you have to, uh, aggregate all of the anti-establishment sentiment, right? And go, oh, there, oh, this people are corrupt. We got to get away from the, uh. and then you give them something that is a symbol of that. And they're going, Oh my gosh, this is the future. It's amazing. You know, it's amazing what's possible now. And then they get all involved and then uh, it becomes sort of like a manufactured consent for that system. And the irony is it's always co-opted and sequestered by the ruling class, by the Fed. You think these people don't just change their business? It's like, it's like the, the, the media giants who owned VHS, you know, the smart ones moved over to CDs. And then they moved over to digital and then they moved over to full on streaming. The smart ones did that. And so it's the same thing. Like don't ever, don't ever, don't ever assume the, the emergence, the, what seems to be a natural emergence of a new tech, you know, don't equate that with, as a symbol of anti-establishment because, you know, just read the white papers, you know, it's pretty, I'm pretty certain that um, that um, the NSA created crypto from the, from the beginning. So watch out for that shit. What else we got? He. What else we got, folks? What do we got, Fout? Fout. Oh, this is funny. of the doctors and I don't think that picking and choosing is a bad thing to try and make the best decisions possible something possible something that are best for our local area but some things I mean it's almost like there's no more satire it's like it's either a mockery or it's it's just we really are revealing the absurdity of people where they they shut down and and dismiss their own bodily functions, their own necessity to breathe uh, in order to stay atop the virtue pedestal of sand. Uh, I mean, there isn't a better illustration that could be made other than that woman demanding people wear masks while she's literally about to die. Uh, if that doesn't demonstrate the absurdity, I couldn't do it better in a meme. If that doesn't, if you show anyone that and they're like, like they're done, there's no more, there's no more information. 
that's going to help them. Just stop. Stop trying to wake people up. It's as clear as day. It's demor- full demoralization. Or it's mockery. Or it's just mockery. Could be mockery. Could be them just going, look, we're going to show them this and they're still going to do it. And, you know, they're still going to do it. We're even going to show them this. They're still going to do it. It's going to be amazing, guys. 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 Sad tire. That's funny. Can I recommend you a song? Sure. Uh, thoughts on converting your cash in the bank to silver? Uh, I don't. I don't know that jumping to silver means anything in uh, a future where it's either digital or or um, skills. Maybe people agree. Okay, silver. We'll do silver. But but the government, you know, they captured all the gold before. If people do that and they're they're awake about and, and they're loud about it, uh, it's going to be ending. That's why I I try to tell people like if there's a new system that comes up the impulse is to share it and oh we're going to do a revolution everyone's going to know think about it think about it through the eyes of your opponents do they they might tell you what they're doing subtly sometimes explicitly overtly but but the plans if you're going to get away from a system you're not going to like advertise what to do you're not going it's going to be slightly under undercover slightly for people for certain kinds of people you know it's going to be you know that's what makes it um actually uh what they call a revolution it's not loud i actually think that modern revolutions even though i could imagine some of them come out uh from grassroots obviously they get funded and then they pick uh, talking heads who talk like this and a point in the sky. And they say God given and they have a little mustache, but not as little as the evil man from Germany. But they still have a little mustache. And then they just put them on posters. Uh, but I have, a, I have this uh, hunch that, that revolutions, as they are televised and put on posters, is actually, uh, it's not just the psyop of using talking heads as tools to, to uh, orchestrate new um ideas and and changes that they want but it it actually gets people to think that if a revolution's happening it must be it must be out in the, it must be clear and there's guy there's a black dude you know talking at the you know with millions of people listening and uh you know there's chants and there's bongos you know and, and all this stuff but really if you're going to uh, real Real dissent is not loud. It's just straight to the point. What do you have to do? Do it. How do you how do you build away from this? Do it. Why are you chanting? Why are you, who are you protesting to? Do it. Just you know, I hate to say Nike, but it kind of is the case. Do the thing. Come on, man, do the thing, man. You know the thing. I think that's a little that's something to look into is like how 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 revolutions and and protests and these big things have been sold to us and and it gets people to think that well if it's not in that way it's probably not happening but in reality you think the bilderberg group uh organizes a chant you know you think uh 
You think Davos or a World Economic Forum gather a bunch of people and they start chanting for what they ought they think ought to occur? You know, can you imagine that? All these all these like banking execs and these uh, medical uh, elites and all these, you know, scientists and biochemists and weapon weapons manufacturers, they get together and they they make signs with shitty crayon and uh and they go out and they're like, "We want you to not own anything." Oh, nothing. Be happy. Oh, nothing. No, they just get going and they get to work and they do it. And they do all the things they need to do. It's like it's like action over marketing. Stop chanting. You know, save up your money and get land. That's what I'm doing. I don't know what, how the hell I'm going to do it. I don't know what I'm going to do on it. I don't know how to build a well. I know how to build a house. I don't know how to pour a foundation though. I know how to frame a house and finish a house completely. I don't know how to run electric. I know how to shingle a whole roof. I don't know how to do plumbing. The point is, it's not going to happen on the internet. And I get the irony of me doing a diatribe about it on the internet. Okay, I get it. But it's not going to happen on the internet. Do you think they're manipulating Maxine death count? Maybe. They maybe. It could have, I mean, the whole thing could be a total placebo. The whole thing could be a sham. It could be a massive movement of, of wealth, big fraud. Uh, it doesn't, maybe it doesn't do anything. Maybe it doesn't hurt you. It doesn't even help you. Who knows? I think the whole thing is clearly a, a sideshow to the fact that it's used as a Trojan horse um, uh, and not about Bill Gates coding you and all that. That might be subplots that are that are possible but uh i really see it as clear as day now that whatever comes out whatever outrage porn comes out whatever they get you to resist against and start chirping about is probably a uh, a spotlight on a subject away from the fact that that the new system is about a platform and not about about uh viruses it's about it's about full on digital standardized systems like that everyone needs to be on or else you don't get to participate. That's what they're all chomping at the bit. It's not about messing with you and figuring out, oh, let's see what their DNA does and you inject them. No. Those are all like sideshows. Those are the those are the scapegoat narratives they get to they get to uh use as distractions in, in my view. It's like comic books. There's always a reveal like, you know, a mislead. Like everything's a mislead and that's what makes everyone so excited. Even when you're watching a movie, the mislead, oh, you misled me. Like, and then you get hit with this, the other thing and then you're like, oh my gosh, didn't even see that. Um, if these psychopaths are truly uh, out for total control, it really isn't about uh, deaths or causing illness and all this stuff. It's about getting everybody on one system. I really believe that now.
I gotta say, I like this new uh, question format. Before that, I'm like, it was really uh, a terrible format. Thoughts on Lil Nas X? Oh, I mean, it's just run of the mill. He's just a different, he's just a gay black version of Miley Cyrus. I mean, why, why is anyone surprised? I mean, Miley Cyrus was licking a cake that said abortion is healthcare. It's always the same thing. You know, they, they take the, they take the, uh, wholesome version of the, of the artist. They present them. They attract the wholesome, wholesomeness in the kids, the inspiration in the kids, the creativity in the kids. And then they get them attached to that identity of a Miley Cyrus. And then the Miley Cyrus, uh, both with money and coercion and just uh, the natural state of rebellion, wants to reformat their identity and go away from the good. And it becomes this big uh, fight against the traditional, you know, the big win of liberty, the spiritual uh, uh, liberation of the uh, the sexual liberation of the female or the the gay dude with the satanic sneakers. Uh, it's all the same stuff. Uh, the good news is that it still appeals to good because it's presenting and appealing to evil. It's actually saying there's a good out there. Uh, we know it. Let's go away from it, guys. Do you want to go away from it? Let's go away from it. Look, I'm I'm lap dancing the devil, guys. Hey, look, I've got you. Look at my gay. Look at my gay. Uh, look at my gay tannic. It's just gay tannic, you know. Don't even call it satanic. Don't even give them that much because it's just LARPing. It's LARPing. You think you're going to give these people power? They operate in a controlled economic system that gives them money to sell outrage and then use the outrage as batteries, just like the flux capacitor uses garbage to uh, go to a different future or past. That's all they're doing. It's weak. There's no power. There's no truth to it. Don't respond as if it has any power. They're LARPing. It's a big LARP. It uses your energy. It's an energy suck. Hey, Christians, look at what I did now. Isn't it so demonic? <laughs> look at my big gay, gaytanic dance video, and I'm going to sell Nikes. Oh, it's going to be brutal on you. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Look at this gay rapper guy. He's going to lap dance to Satan. He's going to piss off all that religious. Yes. No. It's just if, you're, if your faith is that shakable and you don't see through that, you got a lot more work to do before you point outward. If you're shaken by Lil Nas X and his little sneakers, your faith is shakable to the point where you shouldn't be pointing outward. You have no power or position or authority to be the Pharisees. No. You look at him and you go, oh, that poor kid. Poor kid got groomed, probably got molested, and now he's selling uh, 666 shoes. You know, that's not even a good business model. You only made 666 shoes just to deliver some LARP satanic message. It's not even satanic. It's gaytanic. It's different. So call it what it is. It's gaytanism, okay? It doesn't have any power. It just sits atop an existing paradigm. And guess what? Guess what paradigm they borrow from constantly? Christian paradigm. They appeal to Christianity. So they say thank you. Oh, thank you for showing what de uh, the demonic uh, forces would look like. Oh, so so good exists, right? Oh, you're oh you're so satanic. So good exists, right? You're just doing the opposite. Okay, cool. I'm glad that we established that. 
That doesn't even give you 666 cats. But Jim Bobby, he had sex with the devil. Yeah, let him. You know, you know what I mean? Let him. It's got, I mean, that's, I don't know if you guys saw my dad joke. I didn't post it uh, because it's such a dad joke, but I had to make it because it was so obvious. Um, this one. Did you see the satanic Nike sneaker? And then the woman says, do they have souls? It's such a dad joke. But I like it because I think it's a good dad joke. <clears throat> Uh, did I miss the talk about your new book, The Black Cube? Oh, yeah, in the beginning. I just showed it. I just basically went over that. I thought I was very surprised to get my hands on this. And uh, I was surprised it wasn't. I didn't get ripped off or I they didn't send like a balloon. The funny thing is, though, and I'm probably looking too far into this. It's only because I've watched uh, Owen Benjamin for so long and how he always references at the bank they give you suckers, you know. Well, I opened this. It is. I still believe it's legitimate. I think uh, the amount of money you'd have to put into producing a realistic this this realistic of a version of this is more than what you would make on selling it. Uh, but nonetheless, I opened it up. I was like, oh sh oh damn, this is this is legit. But inside the package, the box was it was a tootsie roll pop, a sucker, and immediately. You know, I just assume that guy must know that trick too. And he's just like, this is how I leave my, my, uh, signature. I'd leave a pop, a little sucker. And I'm like, ha sucker, you bought a book. That's not real. Um, but that's very unlikely that he's in on the same joke and understands the symbolism of using a sucker the same way a bank does that has been exposed probably by only one person. And he's a, uh, a, a cow and goat farmer. So I think I was looking into that a little bit too much. Uh, what book is it? It's called The uh, the Cult of the Black Cube. It's a very rare book by Arthur Moros. Um, there was only 270 copies or some, or 720 copies. And, um, and it's very sought after and it's very difficult to get. Um, who is mailing people loose candy? Exactly. Well, I mean, the guy is definitely into this stuff. He... I had to hide that I'm totally opposed to it, but I still wanted the book. He probably put it in his butt. Probably. Yeah, no, I threw it out. Um, yeah, he sells other, you know, crazy satanic stuff. But uh, but, but I have it. And, you know, I'm going to read it. And I'm also just probably going to put it in, like, shrink wrap to just, uh, just preserve it. It's the cube of color. Yeah, exactly. What else we got before I get going? Views on movies as an art form. Um, movies are a great art form. Uh, and right now, it's funny how all of the, uh, the right-wingers, the Crowders, and the uh, Ben Shapiros, even though they love the degeneracy because then it gives them commentary, um, you know... Uh, there's no better time to exist if you want to create art for the good. I mean, whether it's iconography, 
whether it's photography, whether it's memeing, whether it's animation or movie making, book writing, sculptures, it goes on and on and on. It's right there in front of you. The void, everything is inverted. Everything is absurd. I was just saying, I was on the InfoWars show and I was talking about how uh, in an absurd world, uh, reporting absurdity, you're just reporting. Like there's no, we're no longer satirical uh, artists. We're just reporters. We're just journalists. And uh, so in that world, in the world of art, where everything's so pushed to the extreme, where you just got to go to the most extreme and the loudest version, right? Because there's no standards. And so, uh, you know, um, because there's no standards in what's dominant, uh, in in the industry, you know the dominant um, narrative, the di- dominant ideology is relativism. Uh, you know degeneracy. You know uh, undermine everything, turn everything upside down. Man, it's so Picasso. It's so Picasso. Yeah, just turn it upside down. Yeah, the more loud and degenerate and dirty you can go. Yeah, let's let's make a movie about puking. Yeah, and it's like there's no better time. Don't. You know, there's no need to complain because they've given you the opportunity to make something new. And I will give Ben Shapiro some credit, though his entire platform relies on countering the, the left, the left. It, it relies wholly on them continuing down their path so he can go, oh my God, is this where it is? Uh, where are we? We are. Where are we, guys? Is this it? Is this it, guys? How about you create something? So I'll give him credit that he wants to team up with Gina Carano and make a whole new Star Wars series. We're going to make Christian, uh, well, not Christian, you know, I reject Christ, but we're going to make a Judeo-Christian uh, Star Wars. That's what we're going to do. And, and it's going to be great. Instead of the lightsabers, they're going to be, well, you know, uh, I was going to say crosses, but I can't do that. I mean, that's, that, that would be appealing to Christ, too. So I don't know how we're going to actually make Judeo-Christian things without the Christ part, but but obviously, you know, you know, it's possible. It's definitely possible. <laughs> um. That's the war. It's clearly uh, the cultural war is always in play. And you got to stop nagging and pointing to. You got to make. You got to make cool things, beautiful things, well-written things. You know, that's that's the opportunity. It's huge. It's a huge opportunity. It's right in front of us. It's like there really is no better time to be a, a comedian telling the truth. Uh, uh, no better time to teach people how to live off the land or, or whatnot, the homesteading thing. It's there's no better time to turn people on to to uh, Christianity. There's no better time to explore uh, philosophy and logic to debunk the nonsense, secular, uh, dominant views. And uh, and there's no better time to to actually make uh, what you think is absent in the world. Guess what? Every time you point to something missing in the world. You know why it's missing? Because you're not bringing it. Because you didn't make it. You didn't put it in. So every time you point to something missing, it's because you're not, it, you didn't make it. It wouldn't be missing if you made it. So stop appealing to the satanic uh, psychopaths who run all of these industries and be like, why can't you make better nice porn? Why can't you just, why can't you make your, your secular uh, transhumanist nonsense dystopian thrillers without all of the things? You know, make them for me. No, make your own shit. Stop complaining about it. it it's obvious. There's a huge vacuum, huge void, 
huge demand and uh, stop watch, stop up doing the Ben Shapiro thing. Stop. Oh, look, look, what we're we doing now. I wonder what next year's lyrics are going to be. I can't wait to recite them. I can't wait to show everybody what it is that we're so upset about. Oh, my God, look at this, look at this, look at this. Oh, my God, look, 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 look. Ah, ah. Well, unfortunately for, for Ben Shapiro, uh, his whole worldview is mostly reduced to free marketism. So it's like, yeah, that's what people are buying into, Ben. Why would you have an argument against it? Well, it's, it's disgusting. Well, that's what people are buying. So unless you unless you start making stronger stronger moral arguments as opposed to strong economic arguments, none of that changes, guy. Yeah, well, free market dominates. Free market is good. Well, free market brings you a lot of smut and a lot of garbage. So uh, you got another argument to have, buddy. Well, I mean, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, dun, 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 dun. No, you're not my father. No, that's statistically impossible. <laughs> What system do I use to make my memes? I use uh, Procreate to make the memes. Exactly, exactly, 831. I won't read that aloud, but yeah. Facts and logic, facts and logic. Shapiro needs to be called out and exposed. I think people who can see through it, I mean... Uh, I think to call him out takes time. If you watched me or Owen or a couple other guys who uh, adequately uh, point to where where it's limiting over there at the Daily Wire, uh, how it's a lot of false binaries keeping you trapped in the in the left right paradigm, which exists, but it's not it's not really the important element that we need to focus on, in my view. Um, but but you start to see it over time, and so. There can't be a full expose of him. He has to have the piss taken out of him using comedy so that (laughs) this is what's funny about comedy and the power of it. Not only it's a unifier, but if you do mock someone, right? If you watch me enough and you start to get Ben Shapiro's uh, voice in your head, then every time you go watch Ben Shapiro, you can't help but hear me. It's It's basically hijacking his being and providing better content that's funnier than he's providing, but as him. And uh, I do it with Peterson too. And and I don't mean it methodically like that. It's just that's the result of it. And I find the result itself funny. I don't think, let me hijack them and do all this. It's just that emb- embodying them and trying to relay something still consistent with their, their uh, mindset, but in a funny way, eventually you go over there and you can't not think of of someone impersonating him and you know you and you can't look away from the themes so peterson it's the the theme of inverting all language and creating new definitions constantly and being stuck between knowing and not knowing anything and things being true and also not true and it's basically a perpetual state of yes and no and both why can't they be one word you know it's like fuck and um you you just start to see the patterns and it and you don't hate them for it. You just are no longer held by the same um, uh, mindset. You're not hel- held. You're not held in that state of suggestion. You're like, oh. And then you realize, stop worshiping man. Stop like assuming this guy, oh, he's finally a guy who's going to really, you know, it's never the case. 
It's not the case with me. Don't do it to me. Don't do it to Owen. Don't do it to anyone you think is the one. Oh, if we just listen, don't. Just don't do it. Don't do it at all. My wife wants to hear. Well, it's like you, you got to ask me a question, you know. You can't just say my wife wants to hear Peterson, you know. And you should probably ask, you know, why why is she so interested in hearing me, you know. It's like I'm not going to suggest something, you know. But 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 the thing is, you know, you want to be very you want to question that a little bit, you know, that your that your wife wants to hear another man speak, you know. It's like fuck, you know. It's like you know maybe I'm looking into it a little bit too much, you know. It's like yes, but also no, you know. It's like both. It's like no, I no, I never said that, you know. Yes. It's like I'm, I'm actually blessed, you know. I went through what I did, you know. I was traveling like, a, you know, one plane every four hours giving these speeches, you know. And, and even though, you know, those cha-chings were really hitting up, you know. It's like, you know, most people think that I'm just this good person and, and I have total control of my life, you know. But it's not the case. It's really not, you know. You don't know. You know, I'll do this amazing talk, you know, and, and give this great advice and people are clapping and signing books. But, you know, like, but I'd be lying to say that I don't go back to the hotel room and don't get this strong impulse to call a couple of women over and stack them up like a Jenga pile. You know? It's like it's in there, you know? It's like there's a, there's a place where... There's a place where, <laughs> you know, it's like, I should do an animation of Ben Shapiro and Jordan Peterson both cracking from two different, from, from exploring two different, uh, things. You know, Ben Shapiro gets moved. He doesn't get moved at all. He's never cried in his life, but, uh, my version of him, uh, he gets moved by just by real things that we all want to get moved by, but he's, he tries to get moved, but he's, he's actually saddened because he knows he can't be moved. So it's this weird paradox of like, I really, you know, when my tummy hurts and I look out and I, when someone learns like a new economic theory, you know, like if they just understand, like, you know, oh God, my tummy, my little tummy hurts so badly. But, um, but when, when I see someone who's like 17 or 18 and they've been misled and, and then suddenly they read a Thomas Sowell quote and I know that they've been they've been moved and then they're one step closer to to economic literacy, it, it just moves my soul. It, it means that they're going to have savings and they're probably make good decisions. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yes. It's like, you know, that's that's an OK thing to be moved by, Mr. Shapiro. You know, it's like I don't agree with everything you say, you know. But it's just not what I'm moved by, you know? And who's to say? You know? It's like... You know, it's just weird. It's like there's... You know, I barely agree with myself, you know? It's like I'm not very agreeable. You know, it's, it's frustrating where I know I'm not very agreeable, but I, at the same time, 
paradoxically, it's very hard to, to meet someone who agrees with that sentiment. It's like, fuck, you know, stop agreeing with me. You know, I'm working on a new book. You know, it's like it's uh, I've given up on naming the naming the the twelve items. You know, and now I'm just gonna call them thingies. You know, twelve more thingies for stuff. Like it doesn't matter. You know. The crying really got me. Yeah, well, I put them in their basement. I already drew out the whole environment for Ben in his basement where he actually he smokes weed and stuff and he's slunched over on a couch and he'll start to have some uh, some people over. I wish I'd, I'm, I'm trying to dedicate more time to doing that because it's just such a funny concept and I've already done one that you can look back on my uh, timeline and see. But it'd be funny if Peterson was over, you know, and, and there's always a different guest who's over Ben Shapiro's basement. Uh, he's just always hiding from his family. He's like, yes, I know that, you know, modern conservatism, like, you know, it's it's really important in family and everything, but, but the thing is, I just can't get my mind off of a lot of a lot of stuff, a lot of the pop culture stuff. And so when I come home, it's like the last thing I want to do is be a father, you know? And I, I know that's like, you know, that's, that actually hurts me a little bit because, you know, being a father is like the embodiment, right, of like modern conservatism. It's like... That's everything we're we're arguing for, you know. But at the same time, I'm just I'm so tired, you know. It's like I can't remember your name every time, you know. It's like I need to go down in the basement, you know. You know, you know all work, but the thing is, all work and no play makes Ben a dull boy, you know. It's like I know that, you know. Sorry, <sighs> you know. It's like I try to tear up, you know. I tried, but I can't, you know. It's like, a, it's a, physiolo a physiological problem. It's like, yeah. See, I'll even get that thing, like the thing. And I still, there's no tears. There's no water. I mean, I'm just, I'm just obviously, you know, there's something, I have an adverse reaction to moisture, obviously. It's like, clearly I don't like moist things. I don't like wet things, you know. You know, even, even learning how to swim, you know, I'm so disgusted by water and anything on my body that like, I had this special thing made. It's like a sack that floats where, so you're in the water, but you're not actually touching the water. And it's like, I'm, I'm glad that I grew up, you know, privileged enough to buy that and invent it and patent it. But the thing is, I just don't like water, you know? Oh, my tummy. Can you please do the Christian virtue signal Superman? I, I'll think about that. I think that would be an appropriate thing. I'll definitely get some uh, some uh, Christian haters from that if I do that. But it is appropriate. I mean, they, they that's, that's apparent. The only thing that makes Shapiro cry is when the treasury sheds dollar bills. <laughs> Shapiro gags when his kids spill milk. Yeah. I've definitely, I've changed one diaper in my life. That That's all I needed. You know, I changed it. I mean, I didn't, no, I didn't actually change the diaper. I changed the brand. I was like, that brand's no good. I looked it up. I'm changing the diaper brand. 
I'm not actually. No, no, I would never. <laughs> no. <sighs> Have I ever been to Australia? No. I'm a little bit scared of all the poisonous animals. You've got a lot of poisonous animals. Gone a Manawa. You that everything's poisonous. Even the even the little duck thing. Little fake duck. Platypus. Poisonous. All your snakes, poisonous. Brown. Yeah, the the brown back, red back. Everything. Horrible. I'm never going there. Venomous. Yes, venomous. What's the difference? It's the second time that's been corrected. Now I have to understand the difference. Is poison created? Venom is natural? There's a funnel web spider. There's a jelly... The man of war. Yeah. I'm gonna go into this snake pit. Ugh. It's all gross. I mean, if there's ever a place that reveals how flawed and um, broken my own sense of masculinity is, it's Australia. Because I'm just like... I mean... How Ben Shapiro reacts to spilt milk is how I react to, to animals in Australia. It's like, why? Venom must be injected and poison is ingested or absorbed. Oh, okay, so poison dart frog is a poison. Ingested, ingested or absorbed. So if a snake threw up venom on your, on your skin, even though your skin's super absorbent, it couldn't affect you. So, so Karunka is, is actually venomous, right? I mean, technically it's not, it's not poison. Ah! You literally have to carry vinegar for the jellyfish. It's weird. Yeah. And that's just like a nothing to them. They're like, you got the vinegar, mate? Yeah. You got pee? Oh, take a whiz on me. It's not a problem. Ah, don't worry, mate. It's just a man of war. If I don't piss on you, you're probably gonna suffocate and die. It's all right, mate. I, I. We got poisonous spitting snakes. Yeah, it's disgusting. <laughs> do I get any trolls defending Lucinda? No, no, those, his tribe of people probably don't even know who I am, which is great and fine. I mean, in his little video attacking me, I saw one comment and, and the woman said, Jim Bob's, he's, Jim Bob, he's in the, in the alt-right. He's in the alt-right. And I'm like, okay, I shouldn't even react to anybody. If, I mean, if that's the, 
if that's the level of dialectic they're dealing with, I mean, there's nothing to deal with. I mean, that's like that. If that's a representation of what goes on over there and, and the, the lens through which they talk about all things, there's nothing to talk about. Anyway, I'll wrap this up. Uh, uh, yeah, all right, still a thing. There's no snakes in New Zealand. There is one. There's that one snake, and they have a giant spider. They have one giant spider and a snake, one snake. It's not poisonous. It's just a very, you know, I think it's a, um, I don't know what it is. But has has really good manners. You have a venomous lizard. If it bites you, you have the worst pain in your life. Wow. That's allegedly what the, the venom of the platypus is like. It won't kill you, but it'll cause extreme pain. It, it won't cause neurological damage or disorders, but it'll just give you really strong perpetual pain. And that would just be embarrassed. You know, a lizard, a snake, that's just like, oh, you're messing with fire. But most people don't know. You know, they're just going to go pick up a platypus and be like, oh, just pick it up. It's like a duck. It's like a duck, uh, a duck dog, a duck dog beaver. It's like, look how cute it is. They don't know. They're not taught this thing. Kids are always shown platypuses. They never say, okay, uh, kids. There are two barbs in their back hind legs and they'll use it as a jackhammer on you coming from both directions, hitting you in two spots, propelling a weird barb into your, into your skin. And that's it, kids. No more cute platypus dog, dog beaver. It's a sick thing. I don't know, you know, my only, the only thing I really deeply question biblically is the snake. I'm like, there's, it wasn't a snake. It was a platypus. It was in a cartoon. Let's pick it up. Exactly. There's a species of ant in the Amazon that supposedly has the most painful venom known to man. Used as a ritual. Yeah, I've seen that. Where they put their hands in. You know, all those guys who don't know numbers or anything. But they're like, this is the way. They actually have more going on for them as far as uh, rites of passage for being a man. Like the new right, the only rite of passage in the West for becoming a man, it's not going into the woods or shooting a deer and drinking the blood. Like the West is so broken morally that our only potential rite of passage is quitting porn. Like for men, that's the rite of passage. You know, all these other people are jumping off cliffs with like, really raggedy weeds tied to their ankles where they barely hit the ground with their neck and like they survive and they're like, I'm time with Popeye, you know, like you don't even know what you're saying, but you know, you're a man. We don't, you know, we have jobs and cars and we know how to do math and all this shit and, uh, speak different languages and talk philosophy and all this stuff. And, uh, you know, we're less masculine than the, those guys. And they're just like basically retarded tribesmen, like the Papua New Guinea people. They don't, they have like one, two, and many. They don't even have more numbers than that. And we're like, you retard. But yet they're like, look, my hand, 
my I just pulled out the venomous part of a snake in his mouth with my hand. Look, I'm standing in venomous ants. They know it. They they know. They know the rite of passage. We don't have it. We need to develop that, you guys. And don't do these gay men's group. Oh, we rite of passage. Let's make a let's make this a thing where you go away with a bunch of men and hold hands and hug each other and do these stupid. Let's borrow the the Australian uh order no the what is it the um you know that dance you know the New Zealand dance like you know you just you know I can kind of understand how annoying uh cultural appropriation is because sometimes it is it is annoying you're just like oh you're doing that thing you know it's just like here in the west they appropriate uh eastern philosophy and culture and drawstring pants and stuff and sitting a certain way and they think they're all enlightened but they just got the borrowed dumbed down version just like american sushi it's like probably totally different than japanese but we think we're eating sushi why wouldn't that be the case with all like uh ideology and practices yoga people do yoga they don't know what yoga is like right i did the pose they don't know what it is Relapse last night. Do you know what? You know how to quit porn? Stop stop whacking off. People think, oh, I got to quit porn. I got to quit porn. And they are associating the activity with the thing, the interaction with the, the screen. No, if you quit, if you quit jacking off, then w watching porn is useless. Stop whacking off. That's a bigger goal. Don't make your goal a goal in between the what the real goal is. It's a fake goal. That's why you fail. I mean, it is an addiction. Yeah, but your goal is wrong. Stop whacking it. Japanese sushi is on another level. I would love to explore that. I mean, I would never eat a frog. I've seen some terrible footage where I'm just like, you need to drop another bomb on these motherfuckers. These little girls <laughs> staring at a frog that's still alive, blinking back. You know, I don't care about killing a fish. Just don't show me it. Cutting up the frog to pieces. Its legs are facing you. The, 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 the frog is blinking. The little jab. <laughs> oh, no, it's so cute. It's so cute. Oh, I tried to eat it. Ugh. Sick. Drop another bomb. Ugh. Just, like, get some class, people. You get it. It's like, you know, oh, it's so good, the sushi. It's so fresh. Yeah, kill a dolphin. I get it. I'd eat a dolphin. But but don't do the frog thing. Why? You know, you're just, you're just bored? Oh, you the froggy. Look back at me. <laughs> Sick. So my goal should be stop masturbation. Yeah, that's the thing. Thing is, I don't masturbate. Yeah, exactly. Just stop. That's the only purpose that you're looking at that is that you're doing the thing. And then you send a powerful chemical reaction to your brain 
that is a positive feedback loop for that thing. And so you're attaching the, the chemical with the thing. Um, just don't deliver that chemical. Don't do that. Uh, Asians lack empathy for animals. I think so. I think so. I mean, we have a different animal. I would not, I don't, I mean, we do roast the pig. The pig's still looking at you, but in some cases it is, the head, head is on the, on the table looking at everybody. I think that's, I wouldn't do that. Like why? And I, I would eat a whole fish, a whole fried fish. I mean, I guess there there is a logical argument. Like why? It's just that it's not blinking anymore. The frog was blinking in the footage and the girl was giggling. I'm not giggling. I'm not giggling at the fish. I'm not giggling. It's like, ugh, I had to take your life. I'm eating it. Thank you. Oh, no, thank you. Oh, I don't know if I can finish this. <laughs> Like, yeah, there's something psychopathic about those people. Ugh. But I'll eat sushi all day. Just don't show me eyeballs. Unless that's explicitly what it is. But not live eyeballs, not blinking. Remove the eyeballs. Put the eyeballs on the top of the rice or something. I'll try it. But don't blink. Don't blink. I don't know if I can do it. <laughs> All right. I got to wrap this up. Um, tomorrow I'll see you at 1.30. Probably still shadow banned, but who cares? This is still fun. Get the special, special people who get the notifications and who send each other notifications. Uh, other than that, uh, Get Savage means volume three. I'm supposed to be, I might actually be talking to uh, Mr. Jones himself. Uh, I'll look into it. Uh, I was a little skeptical. You get on one of those shows, you do become a bit of more of a target. Um, so I was a little like, uh, I have the opportunity to choose my exposure level. What do I do? I'm not sure. It would be fun. And there are consequences. Got to weigh that. Anyway. Do something fun, play music today, practice piano, guitar, draw, make something, make something beautiful, you know, move one effort, uh, you know, move forward towards something, it's fun, share it with the world, it doesn't matter how, how, what small level it is, the sweaty meatball, yeah, exactly, um, look, 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 Jim Bob, you're doing memes, you're doing funny stuff, but here's the thing, they got the Chimera Farms, they're, they got the Chimera Farms. Joe, 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 Jimbo, Jimbo. Here's the thing. They got the whole system set up. This isn't, this isn't what I believe. This is what they believe. <clears throat> anyway. All right, I got to go. See ya.